It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. It's out with the young and in with the old as a new year approaches. Unfortunately, it's just a new calendar year, but we're getting there. Nathaniel Hackett is gone and Jerry Rosberg is taking over for two of the toughest games on the Broncos schedule. Welcome to 2023, Broncos country. Broncos country, I'm Lori Lattimore Volkman, and this is the Roundup. Ironically, for a team that's 4 and 11, we have a lot to cover this week. But before we do, do me a favor and hit the subscribe and like button. The Broncos are not that much fun to watch, but I am. Okay, it's not the same, I know. But if you enjoy even a little bit of this, I guarantee it's a lot better than four quarters of what we've seen from Broncos football. So do me a favor and hit those buttons and let's get on with it. Following a meltdown in LA, CEO and owner Greg Penner decided he had seen enough. He got rid of the coach, put in an interim and decided to move on, even with just two games left on the schedule. That's how bad it's been. And with a little irony, the guy replacing Hackett is the guy he hired in week four to help him with game management. So now Jerry Rosberg has the ultimate job as game manager, head coach, and he has plans to do big things even with two weeks. I'm desiring that we win two football games these next two weeks. I'm desiring to have a great practice here in about an hour and a half or less. I'm desiring to have great meetings after that practice. I'm desiring to have players play the way that will excel, that will allow them to excel in their careers. Somehow, someway, Rosberg hopes to beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead with an offense that has been unable to score touchdowns 
and a defense that gave up 51 points last week. But at least for the defense, that was an anomaly. You know, we were all very disappointed with how we performed, how we coached, how we played. And uh, we uh, are very confident that's not a reflection of who we are. And, uh, you know, obviously when you have a performance like that, we got to go back to the drawing board. We got to see where things went wrong. We got to all see where we can be better. And uh, that's the great thing about this group. You know, it hasn't been perfect this year, but the one thing we could count on is that they're going to respond the right way. So this team actually came close to beating the Chiefs a few weeks ago, as we all recall. And I was there and it was awesome. And even though we lost, there was hope. Deep drop, ripping, touchdown! Jerry Judy's got the hat trick. And then we went to the Cardinals and we won and there was still hope. And then we went to LA and oh boy, we did not win. We barely even scored. We barely put a team on the field that looked like an NFL squad. Tensions are high, Jim, here on these Broncos sideline. Backup quarterback Brett Rippon came over after that sack, went to the offensive line, had words for them and Dalton Risner defending Russell Wilson. Risner right in the middle of it actually pushed Rippon. And then Cam Sutton just trying to calm everyone down, going up and down the sidelines, but certainly frustration down here on the Broncos' sideline. But Rosberg hopes to change that, and he hopes to do it at Arrowhead. I ain't scared. I love this guy. He's crazy, but crazy might be what we need for the last two weeks. Because the odds for this weekend are what overreacting journalists like myself like to call insurmountable. <laughs> Thankfully, our defensive coordinator, Ajiro Evero, the lone coach to do any good this season, is staying where he is and plans to do big things with what he's got left. Well, you know, I don't want to get into too much of the details, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, this is not a situation that uh, any of us really wanted to be in. Um, and, uh, you know, we just all agreed that the best thing for this team moving forward was for me to continue to work with the defense, fully invested there. And uh, I think that's where I could have the best value for this team. Having already won the AFC West, Patrick Mahomes and company are likely to rely on the legs of Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon. And the Broncos run defense has been its weakest link. The Broncos will be hoping to do their best to take away both the air and rush attack. Yeah, we just got to start fast. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, we settled in uh, in the second quarter, and I think the th second quarter and the third quarter is more reflective of uh, what we think we can do. Um, obviously, uh, you know, you can't just exclude that first part of the game as well, you know, so we got to do a better job. We got to start fast. Um, and we all got to understand, too, now, you know, he's a hell of a player. He's going to make plays, and uh, we just got to continue battling, continue fighting, and continue to stay with the game plan. You have to hand it to Rosberg. In his first press conference, and throughout the week, he has sounded like he's been biting his lip all season to make changes he sees as necessary. I'd like to just let you know that I'm humbled by this opportunity that I've been given. And uh, at the same time, I'm very confident that I can do this job for the next two weeks. And I think those two traits are really valuable. I've talked to players over the years about the value of humility and the, the also the, the cooperate with confidence. And that, that really is the power couple for me. Because we don't all know everything. We can't all do everything. So we have to embrace the fact that we can learn and we can keep pay attention and open our eyes. And at the same time, we are all gifted with traits that not every person has. So we, we bring a unique ability to the world. And if we can combine the humility that we possess with the confidence that we possess, we can do great things.
Which is why, in a hot minute as the interim coach, he fired the special teams coordinator, Dwayne Stukes, and the O-line coach, Butch Berry. He definitely has an eye for where the weak links were. I believe that Mike Mallory's done an incredible job in the time I've been working with him. He took this and ran with it. And I was so impressed by how he ran the meeting this morning. I think our special teams is in good hands. Mike is going to run the special teams. And I'm, I'm going to be hip deep in that. Much drama ensued after Penner and George Payton held their press conference the day after firing Nathaniel Hackett, where Russ Wilson became target number one. And let's be honest, Russell Wilson has not played well, but he is not to blame for all the woes of this offense or this team. He absolutely has to play better. But let's hope that most of his struggles have come because of the poor and chaotic coaching from Nathaniel Hackett. But it was nice to see Jerry Judy and fellow offensive teammates defend him on social media. Yeah, man, because y'all, why, the media be trying to make it seem like sunny. And ain't, y'all don't really know what be going on in the locker room and stuff like that. And I'm just, I'm just tired of reading things about my boy and making it seem like, oh, he's not a good teammate. He don't, other unnecessary stuff that's not true. And I just want to get it out the air, like, that he is a good teammate, you know, and he is a hardworking teammate. And I just feel like I just needed to get that out there because there's a lot of false narratives going around here that I'm getting tired of, of seeing. What has he meant to you personally the last few months? Uh, he meant a lot, man. Just being around Russ, he's a guy that just keeps me motivated. Just the way he go about his business, the way he carry himself, the way he do things around here. He just show, show the, the, the true leader and the, the true pro he is. So having a guy like that, you really see how to really become a pro. We've all been criticized before, but at some point in time, it's really important that those that know you best stand up for you. And sometimes that's a difficult thing to do because you get yourself messy in the process. But he saw his teammate and friend and comrade laid low, and he, he dug in and stood up with great courage and conviction about the, the truth, I would say. So, yeah, he's my hero today. Now, our jobs as coaches and teammates, if we really want to make a statement, we'll make it on Sunday. We'll play, our, we'll, we'll play well, and we'll coach well, and we'll give him the opportunities that he deserves to show what a great quarterback he is. That's action. So all the other things that we may say, they'll, they'll have no value unless we go out there and play that way. And perhaps some of that defense means this team will rally around Wilson and the offense and Rosberg to pull out some sort of miraculous win against the Chiefs. Wilson, a floater, caught, touchdown, Jerry Judy. It has been the story for most of the season for Denver. It will be limping into Arrowhead with both Randy Gregory and Greg Dulcich out, as well as key players like DJ Jones, Jerry Judy, and Baron Browning questionable to start. Still, cornerback and lone Pro Bowl starter from the Broncos, Pat Sertan, is aiming to make these last two games good ones, beginning with the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Yeah, obviously we got limit uh, their explosive plays. I just think that's what the team rally around. Um, obviously it starts with their quarterback, um, Pat Mahomes, and you know their perimeter guys um, that creates plays for him. I just think that if you limit that, we have a good chance of slowing down the offense. Next two weeks, um, just to finish the season strong. Um, obviously, we got per, uh, put in a certain um, circumstance, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, we got to control what we could control. And, you know, that's what um, finishing the season out strong. So that's the main thing for the team moving forward. It would be hard to blame fans for not caring about this game or the final one against the Chargers at home. 
because it has not been the season any of us wanted or even could have possibly imagined could happen. People are incredibly passionate about football here. They love this game like I love this game. This is in my heart. It's in my soul. And the fans here, man, they want to win. And they, I want to win. There's, there's joy in winning. Most fans are already turning to 2023 and the offseason that will mean a head coaching search. And while we are tired of doing this every offseason for the last many years, Greg Penner promises to make this a big search because he wants somebody who is going to be a strong leader and take the reins. And he is planning on having that coach answer to him, not to George Payton, diminishing the role of the current GM. This is interesting because it means only a handful of coaches will have the resume that he is looking for. Coaches like Harbaugh and Peyton. There are still names like Frank Reich and Dan Quinn who will be on the list and likely to be interviewed, and perhaps some star college coaches as well. Either way, it seems clear that the new owner wants a big name. After all, they were as embarrassed last week as the fans. When we purchased this great franchise in August, this was not the season we were expecting, and it has been a season that's disappointing for our fans and what they deserve. Their loyalty and support through these difficult seasons has been incredible. I want to personally apologize to our fans and all of Broncos country. Uh, yes, the new head coach will report to me, which is a more typical structure uh, in the NFL. Obviously, the relationship between the general manager and the head coach is a critical one. And uh, uh, George is going to be intimately involved with this process of looking for a new head coach, and we'll make sure that there's a good fit there. I've worked with a lot of great CEOs, and it starts with uh, really strong leadership. I think that's going to be the most critical factor here in a head coach. Obviously, the X and O's are important, but we need, we need a strong leader for this organization that's focused on winning. That starts with culture. It's instilling uh, a sense of accountability, uh, discipline, and, um, and we need an identity on, on offense. Um, and so, but at, at the starting point, it's got to be about culture and leadership, and, and those characteristics are what we'll be focused on the most. Let's get behind this team for two more games, hope for the best, and look forward to the future as we hope to fix this dumpster fire. These fans in this, this area are are tired of watching what they've been watching and especially with the team that we're playing this week and uh, they're frustrated and they're expressing their frustration and and I understand that I understand it to a core but here's what here's what I want to say to the fans Greg Penner and Kerry Penner and Mr. Rob Walton are brilliant people with a great vision for what this organization is going to be well, you, you can't pick your owner, and you, you probably can criticize the GMs, and you can write bad things, and the, the fans will rise up with pitchforks and clubs, and they'll bail them, throw them out of here. But uh, that would be a huge mistake. You've got a great man in that place, He's and, and highly competent. And the, there's, yeah, there's, this has been a mess. We, you're all aware of that. The fans are tired of it, and we made this mess. We gotta, we gotta pick up our own mess. These players, these coaches. We got to pick up after ourselves. We got to humble ourselves and go change this thing. This is going to be a rich garden. So the, the fans, it's coming. Okay, Broncos country, let's ride right into 2023. Happy New Year. 
and go Broncos, always. You know, to be able to, to come up here, go to work every day, um, to be able to get his body back to the space that he needed to be in so that he can go out and, and be himself again on the field. You know, it took a lot of, uh, you know, mental determination and, uh, you know, will. And, you know, he put that together and with the help of the trainers and um, was able to come back uh, stronger and, and better than ever. Wilson airs it out. He's got Hamler. Hamler inside the 30. The good days are the good days, but it's the bad days that really separate you and those bad days, that's, that's how you get better because those days you don't want to do it. You got to find a way to push through it, and that's something KJ did. It was something where he wasn't even supposed to play this year, and he, he found a way to be able to play and help our team get a win in London against Jacksonville, and it just, it just shows how hard of a worker he is. Here's Russell Wilson to throw. Deep shot, right sideline, got a man. It's caught. It's KJ Hamler, the speed burner for the Broncos. I remember doing his draft interview with him, and he said, Coach, I will be the hardest worker on the field. I will be first in line. I will be the grittiest guy you got. And uh, once he got back on the field, he picked up right where he left off. And just to see the smile on his face, being able to get back on the field was just so satisfying as a coach and as a human to see what he went through and to get back on that field was, was uh, it gives me goosebumps. Boyd's pressure steps up, throws a home run ball. He's got a player there. Ball caught inside the 10, and that is the first catch for K.J. Hamler. Hey, man, K.J., congratulations on being the air block. Courage Award winner, man. Um, it's a huge honor, bro. Don't take it for granted. Um, it's, it's, it's super inspiring um, to see you come in and do, do what you do and, and to put those days together to be able to come back out here, man. Congratulations and keep going, bro. Hey, KJ, congratulations for winning the Ed Block Courage Award. You deserve it, man. This is only the beginning. I promise you that. KJ, uh, congratulations on winning the Ed Block Courage Award. I am so proud of you. Um, the things that you've gone through, the adversity you faced, and you've hit it head on just like I knew you would. You're an example for everyone around you. You're an example for the wide receiver room. And uh, I'm really, really happy for you. I'm proud of you. And I know this is just the beginning, certainly not the end.